Star Trek, the TV program from the 60s. These are the commentaries of the siblings Alex and Sammy. Their ongoing mission? To discuss creative science fiction concepts. To examine interesting character dynamics and occasionally terrible writing. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Uh, Sammy, uh, uh, Commander Sammy, uh, get up here. I'm here. Oh, good. Uh, you you were already here. No, I just oh, walked I through the uh, elevator. I'm just that fast. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so listen, about there being no bathrooms on the ship. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be a problem, but... Well, almost immediately after we left Space Dock, everybody had started have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and... I know this is supposed to be like a beautiful, gorgeous spaceship, but now it's just everyone's just peeing and shooting everywhere they can come up with. We got we got buckets all over the place. It's it's a gross disaster, and uh, I'm basically wondering: is it within protocol to just beam all this out into space? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically what cruise ships do, you know. Oh my God, is that true? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> What's the, uh, is it Chicken Little, the animated movie, where they talk about the pea crystals being ejected from the, they were like, uh, an airplane was like freezing the pea that it was like storing and then ejecting it out of the airplane and like fist crystals were falling from the sky. I have no what idea. What the fuck are you talking about? Here, but... Oh my God. Is it, should we just re-record this intro? <laughs> oh my God. Well, the thing is like our intro last episode was about toilets. So I guess come to what our podcast for the remember. potty humor. Maybe I'm misremembering, but we were talking about a planet that had like the most immaculate bathrooms ever. Oh, plumbers. Oh, you're right. Oh, no. Get your head uh, out of the toilet. <laughs> oh, God, I, I just did not have an idea. I, I, I choked. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh, my I God. should have gone back to spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti is our safe place. <laughs> oh my god it's like we're playing quiplash and everybody can only think about like poop and pee jokes <laughs> or like <Right>. dick jokes <laughs> yep sorry everybody i promise i promise it won't be a, a poop joke next week <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh welcome to star trek the original siblings the show that has the highest caliber of humor only smart jokes allowed here so That's Alex right. won't we be won't joining me about... this episode. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm precluded from it. <laughs> <laughs> we won't make jokes about Kirk being on his period or, or Spock ramming his thrusters into Kirk's butt or anything okay, like that. But you won't hear that kind of humor sometimes here. Sometimes it's just like such low-hanging fruit that you'd be a fool not to pick it. Sure, that's fair. <laughs> it's been two of your Earth years since we started this podcast. That's right. Yeah, we're just past our two-year anniversary for podcasting. Pretty exciting. I do love how uh, in the show, whenever they're like, you ha- may have one of your Earth hours, and it's just like, everybody just like knows Earth time, you know? It's also like, you could just say, in most of those contexts, they could just say an hour, and we'd all assume, he probably means an Earth hour. Yeah, and it's like, like we I don't care about how time is different on every planet, you know? That's just, like, not something that's, like, at all interesting to get into, in my opinion. It's like, I'm just gonna suspend my disbelief. They get into it in an interesting way in the Foundation series, those Asimov books I've been reading. Yeah. Where, uh, like, Galactic Standard Time is basically based on, um, 
Earth time, even though Earth Earth was the origin planet, and no one's been back there, so like nobody they, they like aren't even sure if Earth exists anymore. Uh-huh. And and so they're like they're trying to figure out they're like, well, okay, but for some reason we've decided that a day is twenty four hours long, even though on basically no planet in the galaxy is a day twenty four hours long. So presumably wherever Earth is, that's how long a day is. That's uh-huh. like that's on really Earth. funny. And so that's like what they're trying to use to determine which planet might be Earth is trying to figure out which one has that uh, cycle, Oh, basically. that is interesting. The other thing that I think yeah, is interesting is, like, neat. questions of, like, if humans went to a planet that didn't have 24-hour time, would they be able to adjust to that? Like, that kind of thing. Supposedly, yes. Actually, supposedly, our, our current sleep schedule doesn't align with what we should be doing as humans. Uh, I think it's it's something more like we're supposed to be like awake for eight hours and asleep for three hours continuously oh, or something I've like heard that. that, or something like that. Like instead of our kind of I'm like skeptical. awake for fourteen hours, asleep for nine type of thing. Yeah, I've heard all sorts of different theories of that. Well, and different people uh, in certain jobs will have different um, time flows like that too, where they'll be like, "No, I had to work uh, on a schedule where I was awake for thirty hours and then asleep for fifteen or uh-huh. whatever." Like, I'm now trying to think of what jobs well, are like that, um, but I've heard of people say it's such a thing. Yeah, I knew somebody whose partner actually did that thing where they just slept six times a day for 20 minutes, and that's, like, supposedly enough sleep if you do it right. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have heard this. It's like, yeah. at what cost, Medi- though? You know, like, I love sleeping. It's one of the best parts of every day. Why would I want to give it up? Men in Black, they say something about they're on like like Tarkalian time oh, or something. Oh, that's right, so like thirty six hour thirty seven hours a day. Whatever, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> um, but sorry, back to two years. <laughs> How are you feeling? Yes, yeah, we've done it. Good. It's exciting. It's hard to believe it's been that long. It's it doesn't feel like quite that long. It feels like. It does feel like more than a year. It feels like, I'd say it feels like we're more in like the 18, 19 month range. You know, I haven't quite accepted that it's been two years yet. Okay. How about you? Yeah. Um, I had no idea how much time it's felt like. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm super, super happy to be part of our little original siblings community. Yeah, and it's all been that great. I've loved making the show. Yeah, it's just fun to and share more. the Star Trek love. It really is, yeah, and learn more about it and, and be able to... It's funny, because even though, like, you know, I I obviously... I'm seeing it for the first time, and even though I'm clearly talking through quite a lot of it, mm-hmm. like, because because we do such, like, kind of active watching, because we're commentating on it so heavily mm-hmm. and stuff, and, like, and, and having conversations with other people about it and stuff, it ends up being a very, like... A rich I feel very experience. engaged in, It's like, like being uh, in a book club exactly. or, like, being in a class or something. Yeah, like I can't think of another show that I've watched with this level of like intensity. So it's that's like, a um, really good point. So it's that's been that's been like fun. Studying it's been a, it, uh, enriching being experience. Being students of track. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Also, speaking of time, you just had a big birthday. I did. I just turned thirty on Saturday. Thirty and flirty and thriving. Am I right? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Attended a great big party. Uh-huh. I had I, uh, you know this already, but I'll say it for uh-huh. the viewers. I, I had a friend who was also having his thirtieth birthday party. He turned thirty on Thursday. Mm-hmm. 
but he's the sort of person that throws big, exciting parties, mm-hmm. and I generally am not. So, But he planned a party that was happening on my birthday. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm just going to go to his party and claim that that's my birthday Hell, party. yeah, that's the way to do it. And that's exactly what I did. It was fast food themed, so I dressed as Burger King. I got to wear a giant crown for my King. birthday. I had a cape. I, had I always a wear a crown and a cape on, on my top birthday. Of it. It's great when it's great when it, it happens organically. <laughs> I briefly had to walk through uh, FIDI, the financial district, in my Burger King costume because I ended up at the wrong train station uh, <laughs> at one point when I was on my way over there. Uh-huh. Which I ended up at a, a different train station with an identical name. It really makes me insane that they do that in New Jesus. York. I was, I was like, oh, I'm at Chambers Street Station. They're like, the other Chambers Street Are Station. Are you kidding me? I was like, I was like, I make this exact journey like That's once such a month bullshit. at least. Like, <laughs> like I feel like I'm usually at the right one when I take that same train. But anyway, huh. so yeah, I had to walk like ten minutes through the financial district and and walk by several several people, especially kids who were getting excited to see Burger King walking around. But there was definitely like there was a couple of like Australian people I walked by that were like it's some sort of King Burger. <laughs> That's so iconic. Oh my god. I thought you were going to walk uh, through the financial district and see all these like really successful men in suits and have a moment of like what I could have been, you know, on your 30s. You're like reflecting on it. Nope. Nope. I was a king. Everyone was jealous of you. <laughs> I also had a kid being like, being like, dad, 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 it's the king. There's a king right there. His dad was like, no, 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 son. The king is in England. <laughs> Something like that. Oh my god! I didn't hear so any more funny. of the interaction, but I, I was like, I hope that kid got his dad to look over and see what he was no, talking no, about. No. Like... <laughs> That's really funny. So, uh, yeah, but no, partied, partied quite a bit. Stayed up late. Yep, made it, made it all the way to three a.m. That's about as fun as I get. Whew, I, wow! Uh, I can't remember the last time I, I can't remember the last late, time so. I saw three a.m. It's been years. Yeah, no, it's uh, not since I worked night shifts, and that was just the middle of my day. Oh, God, nightmare. What's happened with you? Hmm. A much-needed three-day weekend. Thank God. Yes. Yes. The most important update is that mm-hmm. I slipped in the shower, and I seriously no. bruised my ass. Like, I couldn't sit no. comfortably all weekend all weekend i've just been like laying and miserable and i had to drive a bunch yesterday and i was just like in agony but at last i finally Uh feel better for a while i was like did i like legit break my tailbone i don't think i did but it hurt a whole bunch uh did knock the wind out of yourself doing that did not knock the wind out of me but hurt like a motherfucker oof god yeah that sounds terrible yeah it was not good but so, I'm here uh, to tell my story. I survived. Right. Bruised ass or not, Sammy has made it to the podcast <laughs> this week, everybody. So that's that on that. <laughs> so what you're saying is your ass is slightly more bruised than usual. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Sure, you slipped in the shower, Sammy. I'm sure that's what happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh, anyway. you're a little young to be doing that. <laughs> Slipping in the shower, Sammy. You know what that is? Oh my god. It's highly illogical. <laughs> I find this most illogical. This is highly illogical. This is the segment where we go through and correct the wrong stuff we said in the last episode. 
I'll go first by just saying this is not a correction. This is me just saying everything I said about cells last episode was completely right. He nailed I it. I checked myself. Learning on about every cells piece of cell for six years in a row in high school and middle school, me. it fucking paid off. Who could say what other things you could have learned in that amount of time? But cells. I correctly knew what an endoplasmic reticulum was. So impressive. I'm legit so impressed. You're genius. Right? Now, Sammy, you get to say something else I was right about. Yeah. Star Trek was originally on NBC, like Alex said, but it was also produced by Paramount. We're going to get into it here. We're going to get into it, guys, because this is confusing I literally forgot. I forgot even what I had said. Can you remind me what I said, which was wrong? You you just thought everything I was saying was wrong. <laughs> you were just like, no, no, none of that sounds right. I was like, it was definitely on NBC. And you're like, no, no, no. Did I, I say what I it. thought it was and on? I, or just I was no. just raiding on your parade? <laughs> I was like, Paramount goes with, with CBS. And you were like, I don't know about this. <laughs> I think it was something from my Spock. Or, oh, my God. My Leonard Nimoy bio, uh, autobiography was leading mm. me you were like desi lou is a thing but desi i was like desi is lou isn't a channel sammy I... <laughs> <laughs> okay okay just explain the whole thing then right okay so this took me a bit to figure out okay. the answer was not as cut and dry as i thought because now obviously star trek is on cbs it's owned by paramount uh-huh. at the time it was on nbc which was like oh. so at what point did it kind of transfer hands i was trying to figure out uh-huh so it turns out it was always, and, and then we were talking about because Kern said that, that they shot it on the Paramount lot. Okay. And we were like, okay, but NBC's owned by Universal, so like, why oh, are the Paramount Oh, okay, yeah. I'm remembering this So, Gulf Plus Western is a big media company, uh-huh. and they bought Paramount Studios. Uh-huh. They almost immediately afterwards bought Desilu, <gasps> and they- I know Desilu. Um, <laughs> Right. So Gulf Western renamed themselves Paramount Pictures because they had bought Paramount Studios, and so they renamed themselves after their primary asset. And then they also renamed Desilu Mm -hmm. Paramount TV. Um, Ah. So Desilu and Paramount TV is the same thing. Uh The other thing to to know in this is that Desilu slash Paramount TV, which is the same thing, is at the time and for quite a while is the biggest or sometimes the second biggest independent TV production company in, in America for, mm-hmm. like, a long time, for, like, 30 years or more. Mm-hmm. So, but they, but at the time, CBS didn't exist. So, so they, Paramount, all of their TV productions from Paramount were just being uh, made independently and then airing on other networks. So they had partnerships with, like, NBC, ABC, ah. Fox, even, and I think even MTV later, because, weirdly, I think MTV was around before CBS, which I didn't realize. Uh-huh. And so, so they're just making all the stuff, but they they have all the ownership of everything. Eventually, what happens in '94 comes along Viacom, mm-hmm. and this it's basically just going to be a chain of bigger companies buying the smaller companies over and uh-huh. over. Is, is Viacom buys both Paramount Studios, and then uh, in 2000, Viacom buys CBS, uh, the channel uh-huh. unrelated. And so now they own Paramount and CBS, mm-hmm. and so they're like, okay, now we're putting all of Paramount's TV on our oh. TV network, CBS, that we just bought, uh-huh. um, so that we don't have to have all these partnerships with all these other networks, mm-hmm. which is, uh, so that's why. 
it went from NBC to CBS. So wow. Anyway, so nobody ever bought and sold Star Trek, but the owning company uh-huh. of Star Trek has has been has changed hands by a, a larger company like four hand, four times or something. Oh, it just keeps it just keeps being bigger fish eating. Uh huh. That's exactly what I was thing, picturing. Yeah, eventually puts it into a different network. So I, I think a lot of people were really confused about this, actually, as I was looking into it online. I was oh. like, okay, this, these are common questions, uh-huh. and people were having a really hard time tracking it, but I think I finally figured it out. You got to the bottom of it? I believe that's what happened, so. Okay, if Davey ever yeah. has this on his show again and asks us about any of those things, I will not remember a single detail. Not retain any of it, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hopefully somebody out there was was interested in uh, Paramount Corner. <laughs> Paramount Corner. Okay, let's see. I got one Is more. This another thing here. that you were right another... about. It's uh, I, but I did fall down another another internet rabbit hole oh, in the gosh. process of trying to find this answer. Uh-huh. And this is another one I found pretty interesting. So hopefully you guys find this kind of interesting too. I was talking about how there's like uh how there's like a list of like oh, which yeah. like TVs and movies and things feature the most smoking. Mm-hmm. Um, for for people who are trying to stop smoking, so they can, excuse me, so they can avoid them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't I wasn't like exactly right about that, but I was right about the idea that uh, smoking and tobacco incidents, as they're called, are are like heavily tracked as how how often they appear on TV mm-hmm. and movies and things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're tracked by mostly by anti smoking groups like the Truth Initiative. Um, and over time, all of these um, anti-smoking companies have exerted a massive amount of pressure on TV networks to reduce the amount of smoking featured in their programming, mm-hmm. which they were very effective at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much so because back in like the like 30s and 40s movies, mm-hmm. like everyone was smoking. Mm-hmm. And then in like I guess in like the 60s, there was times where it was like like 45 percent of the population were smokers or something, mm-hmm. which is crazy. So because of all this, there was like a major pushback. And so um, eventually in the 70s, the CDC made it illegal to have smoking commercials on TV. Wow. So you couldn't directly advertise, you know, cigarettes. But so what they started doing instead was the classic like they would um, pay product placement be, yeah. where they would have, yeah, in movies or whatever, the characters would be smoking mm-hmm. like a branded cigarette or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's. Also later became illegal. Uh, I didn't put the date here. I want to say it was in like 96 or something. It was much later. Mm-hmm. They also made that illegal. So so eventually we got to this point where like there's not any smoking happening at all on TV. Wow. Um, because these companies have really come down on them, which is great, I think. I think good job by the uh, not anti-smoking. Because there's also a lot of research that suggests that seeing smoking in TV and movies makes you like way more likely to be a smoker, I guess. Yeah, but I also um, mentioned like Mad Men last time. And it would just be yes, like stupid yeah. to tell a story that took place in the 60s without smoking, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially because Mad Men is so about smoking you know? in so many ways. Yeah, you know, definitely. like like Mad Men is the like inverse side of the, of the story I'm telling right now. You know, uh-huh. of like they're the ones pushing to try to get all these cigarettes on TV and stuff and in the hands. I wonder of if they're actors. like if their big brand that they talked about all the time is still a brand, or if it was only big in the '60s. What's the brand they're Lucky talking Strike? about in Mad Men? Rugby Strike. I was about to say that. I'm pretty sure they're still around. Okay, I don't know. Um, I don't think uh, tobacco companies go under all that often, actually. <laughs> That's so fair. They were about to, they, and then they invented vaping. 
Uh-huh. History of history of smoking on TV. I hope this interests all you guys. I'm getting to the the modern day <laughs> of it, which is just that now in streaming services, none of these CDC laws apply. Mm-hmm. So in in streaming services now, you can smoke as much as you want, basically. Uh-huh. And so there's been a massive resurgence of of smoking on TV uh-huh. shows and and movies happening now. Especially, it turns out Netflix is most guilty of this. They have like the most heavily featured tobacco incidents by by kind of a lot um mm. which i thought was kind of interesting specifically if you click on this second link well, like netflix here, just like produces the most original content or no not really they, they they buy a lot of content that might be true i couldn't say necessarily you know, I just they definitely produce things. a lot of content right but uh but there's a lot of groups that are competitive with them uh-huh um, but yeah, if you click that second link, you'll see the uh, <clears throat> tobacco incidents in shows, and you'll see Stranger Things is far and away the most yeah, that's uh, crazy guilty high. of this. 182. You watched tobacco Stranger Things incidents like Stranger the first Things. season, right? I watched the first two seasons, uh-huh. and I liked the first season. Then I thought the second season was did dumb. But overall, make... I didn't think the show needed to have a second season. Did the smoking make an impression on you? Or the tobacco incident? I honestly don't remember anyone smoking in the show. I was like trying to think of which characters were smoking. Uh-huh. I was like, what? But also, this is a show that a lot of kids watch. Yeah. Like, it's 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 like one of the most popular shows in the world right now. Yeah. So it's like, the fact that it features so much smoking is totally problematic. And, and I don't think that it probably adds a lot to the show the way I would argue Mad Men does. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any need for constant air. smoking in yeah. what is kind of a kid's show, really. Yeah. Like, and like uh, I see Fuller House is on there, but I'm guessing it's probably like yeah. somebody smokes. Fuller House, we like, got smoking is 22 bad. smoking incidents. Well, 22 is kind of a lot, though. That's true. For a smoking is bad show. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is Especially for a show Fuller House was on for one character. season. <laughs> What did you say? Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt made the cut because they have like their landlord yes. character who's just always yeah. smoking like a chimney. That's exactly what I thought. Not I was really like, one character is always smoking. <laughs> no, it's it's no. If anything, it's doing the opposite. It's like yeah. Plus, that's that's a comedic smoking. Yeah. But yeah, Orange New Black, House of Cards, Fuller House, and Making a Murderer is on here. The other thing about Fuller House is. Is uh you gotta consider that 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 was only on for one season. Like so, if, <gasps> if there's 22 smoking episodes, heck? that means there was like Are at least sure? a right. Isn't that right? I don't think so. Oh, I, think I could they be wrong. Probably kept making Fuller House because that just. I think it got canceled almost instantly, which also is what Netflix does with all of their shows. I know. For the I fucking hate that shit. And actually, making a murder is not really fair because that's a that's a documentary. documentary so yeah. it's like you can't judge them. But it's, that means somebody was actually smoking and they just happened to catch it on film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But the Stranger Things smoking yeah, prevalence I don't love it was that. totally a red flag for me. No, yeah. yeah. Please be more anyway, responsible that's like, when uh, you have children viewers. Right? Because I don't think that it's something so that should uh, be banned, but I think that it's just something that, like, just do it what it's called for, you know? Yeah, I hate to limit anyone's creativity, but I also know kind of how malicious tobacco companies are. Uh-huh. It's like, so... I don't hate the idea of of kind of cracking down on it like that. Um, At least, especially on a kids with, show. Yeah, with an audience, it's a lot of kids and characters. It should almost like kids. it should like, yeah, it should imp- increase your rating to have smoking in your show. Like you shouldn't be oh. able to have like oh. smoking in like a PG show. Yes, absolutely. I don't think Stranger Things is PG. I think it might be. It's pretty like kid friendly. Okay, I don't know. It's 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 very like E T esque. Like Yeah. 
It's kind of like if E.T. was a 40-episode-long TV show for some reason. Who would possibly ask for that is my first question, but, you know. Apparently all of America. God Apparently knows why. all of America. Oof. Right? So, guys, do you watch Stranger Things? Is there a lot Does of smoking? Does it make you smoke? And did you notice how often they smoke? Uh-huh. Yeah, did you start smoking because you saw the smoking in Stranger Things? Are the Things? children smoking, or is it just that hot guy with the mustache? Oh, my God. I was thinking it was him. Hopper is the character's uh-huh. name. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, does he smoke? I can't remember. Huh, I don't know. Um, but, uh, <laughs> anyway, that's, that's way off topic for a Star Trek podcast, but I just got into a rabbit hole. I love and that. I we got two, we got two Alex rabbit holes in one episode. Right? Yeah, that was, so that was what I spent my morning doing was researching those subjects. That's pretty special. <laughs> the, the answers were not as cut and dry as I had hoped. I like when I can just answer in one sentence and it's a two minute Google search, but uh-huh. uh, sometimes I spend an hour looking into something and then you guys have to get the, the download. Woohoo! <laughs> So, uh, yeah, rambling about, uh, you know, rambling about smoking uh, history on TV, you know, I think you guys know how I feel about that. It's highly illogical. Totally, completely, absolutely, irrevocably, highly illogical. Hey, I wonder how much of that I just got wrong, but uh, I'm not correcting it next week, guys. I'm stuck with my bad info. <laughs> All if right. you care Next so much, gonna... then you can do a deep dive on Google. Yeah, go do your own, <laughs> fall into your own Wikipedia hole. <laughs> okay, next up, we are going to open up our hailing frequencies. Hailing frequencies open, sir. Thank you, Ahura. Thank you, Ahura. This is the hailing frequencies open segment, where we discuss the emails that were sent to us by the viewers at home that's you i'm losing it i think you should have said uh transmissions instead of email but aside from that you nailed it i I was too busy focusing on the weird cadence um yeah yeah guys send us emails here at (laughs) stosibspod at gmail.com and we'll read them right here on the show that's what we're about to do right now we got three subspace (laughs) messages today that we are excited to share with you. Uh, Sammy, you want to kick it off with this message from a new friend of yeah. ours, Donegal George? I love new friends. Welcome, Donegal. Just started listening to the podcast. Loving it. Went back to the early season, maybe, or the very first season. The very first season. Um, and some of the new ones, too, which is how you listen to podcasts, Alex. Love that. Yeah. Uh, Mary Kill Ponfar is a classic. Using an inverse tachyon beam aimed directly at season one, episode 13, Conscience of the King, I was able to go back in time and add a correction missed the first time around in Highly Illogical. Spock would have been shocked. Oh my god, that's so awesome. Save your friend to Macbeth. Don't say it, don't say it. No, no, she said it. Oh, you're not Um, supposed to say it. (laughs) As the Irish play, oh no, it's the Scottish play. Yes, that is sounding familiar. Thank you for that correction. Um, when referring to the curse and not using the name of the play, um, Scotty would appreciate the correction and O'Brien should have noticed before now. Uh, Donegal George, coming to you live from Farpoint, a.k.a. BFE Ireland. Thank you, Donegal, for the correction. I so appreciate it. (laughs) Just when you thought you've gotten away with something. I know, I thought I got away with being wrong. (laughs) Right. 
But yeah, thanks for listening, Donegal, and, and for reaching out to us. Uh, all a part of me thinks Donegal's just trying to curse us. Irish players, or the Irish listeners, and <laughs> Irish players. <laughs> it's not an Irish player, that's the whole point. It's the Irish play! <laughs> See, it, does, it doesn't help to tell her, Donegal. She doesn't learn anything. You know, it's the Welsh play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think Donegal's just trying to curse us. It was just trying to get you to say that. Hey, the... Well, it's not hard to trick me. <laughs> <laughs> I even tried to. I even tried to censor it in the uh, in the scripture. <laughs> you did. I appreciate it. But I was like, I know what that's supposed to say. <laughs> Oops. Okay. Next up, what do we have here? We have another message from. Admiral Samuel B. Ooh, hey, Sam B. Welcome. Welcome back. Glad to have you it's here. It's been a minute. Right? I think Samuel I say that every B. time. <laughs> Samuel B. Uh, did not include any uh, text in, in uh, his email to us. <laughs> it's a screenshot. Rather, he sent us this image. <laughs> so, what do we have here? We have a... Uh, it appears to be a wedding ceremony. There is a priest. Uh, there's a priest standing up front, and he's saying, "And now, as is Floridian custom, the groom will wrestle an alligator for the bride's hand in marriage." We see the groom looks quite a bit like Shatner uh, or Kirk. He's ripping his shirt open to reveal his hairy chest, uh-huh. and there is an alligator standing in front of him. The priest says, "Should he fail, she will marry the gator instead." And Sam just says, Star Trek Amok Time, 1967. Oh my god, it's so accurate. <laughs> the most whack-ass marriage customs imaginable. Right. Yep, so uh, Vulcan, is, is, uh, <laughs> Vulcan Which... is a parallel to modern-day Florida. Yeah, this makes the question why the gang has never traveled back in time to Florida in the 20th century. They always go to California or some shit. Yeah, there's never any mention of Florida in the in the, in the future. future. You wonder why? <laughs> Might have gotten uh, wiped off the face of the earth in World War Three. Uh huh. Supposedly that's what happened in New York City, but then they screwed it up on. Um, I want to say Picard, but it might have been on. Uh, you just want to blame Discovery. It's one of the two. It's one of these new uh, these new ones. Suddenly they're like New York, and I'm like, no, no, no. Unless it's new New York. New uh, York. Maybe they built another New York over the ruins of the last New York. But uh, there's not supposed to be a New York. At least that was my understanding. Somebody somebody who might know more than me, let me know. A.K.A. everyone. (laughs) A.K.A. everyone, right? (laughs) Everyone who listens. Right? Boy, do we say a lot of wrong info. (laughs) (laughs) Makes me conscious of how much wrong stuff I say in my day-to-day, too. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I wish I had this this correction segment that correction segment highly logical. For, oh, for if I did, life. I would never say anything. I'm just talking <laughs> shit twenty four seven. I would say twice as much wrong stuff because I'd know I that I'd eventually have to correct it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you okay, for the one lovely more message cartoon, here. Sam P. Yes, thank you for the image, Sam, <laughs> Sam P. Uh, live long and prosper. Okay, and lastly, we have a message from Lieutenant Junior Grade Kern. Woohoo! Hi, Kern! Hello, yes. 
Good to have you here. He says, Sims, I will gladly accept the order of the spaghetti. <laughs> but it, we, we awarded him that last I episode recall, for I those who have forgotten. I thought he wouldn't uh, dignify it with a response. <laughs> he did. He accepted. <laughs> the only one to receive. Says, but it turns out there was a paperwork glitch, so I'm being promoted by my Star oh, Trek club. Congrats. But I don't think I'll catch up to Admiral Samuel B. anytime soon. Mm-hmm. It's like, we can't all just fall through a wormhole and become admirals. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you both enjoyed immunity syndrome more than me. It's not a bad episode, but it's just not a particularly good one That's either. Which is kind of what we said, yeah. Uh, he says, what really bugs me is how they made McCoy such a jerk towards Spock. Agreed. It wasn't playful insults, but pretty mean and borderline racist mm-hmm. remarks, such as McCoy saying he doesn't understand the concept of Vulcan dignity. Hmm. Yeah. I've got mixed feelings about that, because I, I kind of feel like McCoy has always been borderline, if not outright racist towards Vulcans. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. As well as just about every kind of alien. And that's kind of McCoy's thing, I guess. Yeah, um, he's the folksy racist doctor that everyone loves. Right, that everyone loves. Which, but I think it gives a good platform for you know Spock to retort and and show how you know uncivilized McCoy is being, and uh, and mm-hmm. other characters as well. It, it gives a it gives an opportunity for the other characters to show how uh, elevated their thinking is. You know, mm-hmm. but um, but no, he's right. McCoy was being a racist jerk. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Let's see. He says, the episode shows some of the failings of not having Gene Kuhn around to get the script in order, Mm -hmm. because NBC had only recently ordered the final batch of season two episodes. Roddenberry picked Immunity Syndrome to be among the first to shoot because it was a bottle episode. Mm -hmm. He says, Kuhn did have one big positive impact on the episode. Originally, it was going to be some new officer competing with Spock God, to pilot fucking, the show. I hate when they just like get random new characters and they're like, it's this guy. And I'm like, I don't care. Especially when we don't need to. Yeah, it's like, exactly. we could, it's we like could let do, be doing the more, actors like, that you're paying do the things that you want them to do. Yeah, do a little more Chekhov, Sulu, Scotty, Ahura stuff. Yeah, like, it's like they anyway. don't. Yeah, we get it. That's like, yeah. But uh, he says, but before he left. Kuhn had suggested the choice be between McCoy and Spock. Kuhn rightly felt it would raise the emotional stakes by having yeah, Kirk obviously. decide which friend to send on a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's good that they had Kuhn around. It's kind of idiotic that they got rid of him. Uh-huh. Uh, he says, this was the 14th and last TOS episode directed by Joseph Pevney. He directed some of the best episodes in the show's history, including The City on the Edge of Forever, <gasps> A Mock Time, and The Trouble with Tribbles. The three best ones? King. Right, yeah. Yeah, the only one that's missing is Mirror Mirror right there. Oh, that's true. Um, he says, but Pevney said he didn't want to direct TOS anymore because Kuhn wasn't around to keep the actors in line. Oh. Shatner, in particular, became more difficult for Pevney to direct. That's very interesting. All the stupid politics. Right. Well, And you know what else is interesting? Because I was, I was pointing out that the episode from a like performance perspective and just a with with the simplicity and kind of like tameness of the story uh-huh. that they managed to like really milk a lot of drama out of that mm-hmm. i hate that i just used the term milk there but whatever <laughs> i'm committed <laughs> but um what i'm trying to say is 
the the fact that it was a good director on that episode was apparent that it was a good director working with a kind of crummy episode i uh, yeah that's, that's exactly a really good how point it felt. yes you're absolutely right uh he says good job noticing that kyle was wearing a gold uniform this episode instead of his normal red one the change was made so that they could re- reuse stock footage that showed the view screen, Chekhov and Sulu's arms. Mm. <laughs> so it's when Sulu's arm is slightly in the frame, That's he needs really to have funny. the red shirt on. He says, uh, I did notice this this next thing. He says, a funny thing about the episode is how Shatner just could not figure out how to say Kyle's name correctly. Uh-huh. I was noticing I this I when I was editing that. it. He keeps being like, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. Like... I was like, what? I was like, am I mistaken to think this character's name is Kyle? But then later in the episode, they for sure call him Kyle. So uh, he says, ditto as well about how it makes no sense that they don't have seatbelts. The Kelvinverse films got it right by including Mm -hmm. seatbelts. He says, did you catch the shot of the stuntman flipping over a bridge railing during the shaking? Oh, I did not. Ouch. I totally missed the flipping stuntman. That's a bummer. Oh, hopefully he's okay. It wasn't wasn't worth it. (laughs) It was the same stuntman. He actually broke his neck and had to go to the hospital. Stop it. That's a joke. That's not a real thing. <laughs> but um, I don't remember the Kelvinverse having the seatbelts. Yeah, so I remember. Have to look it. out for those. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because when to you see it, you're like, "Thank those. you." It's like a huge relief. <laughs> they only use them in like emergency <laughs> situations, but like they use them when it would be helpful to have seatbelts. There's there's enough of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He says, there are 430 people on the Enterprise. Hmm. You may have gotten that 200 figure from the Menagerie when Pike talks about crew size. I don't know. I just have a stupid bad memory. You know, I'm just going to say oh. that there's 420 people because that makes it more likely that we'll remember. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> That's my attempt to make a bong sound. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says they show in several TOS episodes that you only need a few people to run the ship but Star Trek 3 also shows why you need a big crew when stuff breaks during battle you need the bodies to get things Mm, repaired that's true LLAP now Lieutenant Kern Lieutenant Kern woohoo congrats he did it he got promoted no thanks to us (laughs) let's give him a round of applause <laughs> Wrong sound effect. Here we go. Round of applause. Oh my God, you gotta leave that in. That was so funny. <laughs> Round of applause. Thought it'd be funny. Oh, it. <laughs> thought it'd be funny. <laughs> that was good. All right. Congrats, Kern. Congrats. Okay, and those are our subspace messages for the day. So we'll close our hailing frequencies. Thank you guys so much for writing in. We love hearing from yeah, you. Yeah, you guys are the best. Mm-hmm. A cornerstone of this podcast. Mm-hmm. We would be nothing without you. Nothing. We'd be adrift out here. We definitely know nothing. That's for sure. God, yeah, right? <laughs> but 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 no one no one would know how little we know without the help of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be getting away with calling Scottish plays Irish plays. <laughs> so uh yeah anyway guys keep keep writing in and, and and those of you out there that are listening that haven't written in feel free to write in and we'll read your stuff here on the show because we we love hearing from all you guys yeah Great and even if you inputs. have genuinely even if you have a correction for an old episode let us know because i think it's awesome and helpful yeah just use a uh use a, a, a tachyon, tra- tachyon beam, beam like donegal did <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
All right, and now we're moving into the segment that you can never hear the sound cue for. Sammy. I always just sit there for a second. I'll just pretend that it's happening. All right, so this is Guess the Plot, the segment where I tell Alex the name of the episode that we're about to watch, and he uses his Star Trek knowledge to give me his smartest guess for how the episode's going to go. All right, Alex, the name of today's episode is A Private Little War. A private little war. It's just a little war. Okay. In this episode, while away on a distant planet, a a group of tiny, itty-bitty people hijacks, uh, they, they... they uh, take a ride. They don't hijack. They uh, they hitch a ride mm-hmm. on uh, on Chekhov's boot, uh-huh. and they follow him back onto the ship. I'm picturing the and, night uh, at the museum, guys. Yes, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> he goes back to his room that that evening, and as he's taking off his shoes, suddenly there's there's hundreds of tiny little men spilling out of it. Uh huh. And these little men are at war, and they're having they're fighting in are his room over women? different areas of his uh no. <laughs> Um, this is Star Trek, Sammy. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Except for one really, uh, really scantily really clad woman with giant hair with like six inch heels. And she's being like, You have to stop the fighting, uh, Anton. Or whatever. No, it's not Anton. Um, what's, his, what's his first name? No, it's Anton. Pavel. No, he's Pavel. His son, the actor is Anton, and his son is, is Anton. Um, She's like, you have to stop the fighting, Pablo. And he's like weirdly attracted to her, even though she's only like an inch tall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and all the other tiny little guys are all fighting. And he's be like, no, you must stop the fight. You do not fight with each other. Um, <laughs> what can we keep and, our Schwarzenegger part with? Do not fight each other. But um. And uh, continuously, uh, Kirk and Spock, you know, are doing are doing bunk checks, you know, because they're sensing that there's biologic matter oh, on board the ship. They're like, there are life forms. There are life forms besides us. And so they're like, the, they're like the cops coming in to be like, they're like we're just gonna check your your bunk check off. And he has to hide them all under his shirt while they're all while they're all. And he's like hiding them like in his cheeks and stuff. Um, he's got to hide them in his mouth. And they're being like. Pavel, uh, uh, your room seems to be in a state of disarray. He's like, I don't know what to mean, guys. It looks great to me. Uh, like, well, uh, carry on, uh, Ensign or Lieutenant or whatever his rank is. Ensign. <laughs> and then they leave and he spits them all back out. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and this little gunfire happening while they're in his mouth. It's like, pff, pff, pff. It's oh like his like, pants they're hiding with his pants. is like, little like... <laughs> They're like, what's that, sir? What, what's that, check off? He's like, nothing, sir. Like, oh, my God. Just got the squirts. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, eventually, uh, Chekhov is, is uh, eventually Kirk comes in and finds all the little men, and he gives a much better speech than Chekhov has been able to. Chekhov has to come clean. Kirk you know, has as things get out of hand. Chekhov gets injured. While they're while they're having their war, they they rig up a tripwire, actually trip Chekhov, and he gets he hits his head, and they find all the little men in his room. Uh huh. And, and Kirk talks them into uh, like Kirk Gulliver's talks them into travels. making peace with each other. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They tie him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Kirk talks them into making peace with each other, and he leaves them on a tiny little planet somewhere Aww. where they can all like be friends again. Just a teeny little asteroid. <laughs> 
And, uh, and that's how the episode ends. Wow, you got it 100% right. Congratulations. That sounds we don't like have a real to watch episode, it. Right? We don't have to watch it. <laughs> that was such we a just funny went off episode. the rails with that one. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes I get a little too formulaic with them, and I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna just let give loose you a for this swirly. one. Yeah, very nice, nice. Oh my god. But uh, I guess let's see. Let's check out what's really going to happen here. And now for our feature presentation. An Earth-like planet. It's good a moment as any to mention that the immunity syndrome was a terrible name for that last episode. Yeah, you're not wrong. Oh, look, McCoy's got some colorful sand to play with. He does. Hey, Starfleet was right. These, uh, roots oh, and Kirk's kind of wandering through the underbrush. Any problems there? No sign of the inhabitants so far. Kirk out. I love when they're oh, actually outdoors. Wait, are they actually outdoors or am I am I just stupid? Yeah, no, this is definitely outdoors. Okay, okay. They can't make a set that looks this good. Several days old. They seldom stay around. Spock is crouched in a bush. I wonder what they were doing. Or so it seems with a brash young lieutenant Kirk in command. It's a sort of Whenever Garden of Eden. Whenever they compare it to the Garden of Eden, that's how you know shit's about to go south. I think Garden of Eden to them just means that there are trees here. Yeah, which really makes you worry about what like Earth looks like now. Remarkably peaceful. Right. Tranquil. Ho! Take cover here! Oh, somebody yelled, Ho, take cover here. All the hoes gotta take cover. And Kirk was My like, God, there's a hoes? Group of people dressed as silly as we are. Oh, there's they got three guys boots. with rifles and silly furry boots and bows and arrows. That's impossible. They hadn't progressed nearly that far. Captain, look. Oh, moving camera, too. Mm-hmm. You see that? Yeah, that's crazy. That almost never happens. Oh, a bunch of gray-haired goofballs with bow and arrows and I think they're other rifles. This Tyree, <gasps> the friend I lived with here. Oh. Oh, no. Kirk was a foreign exchange student. This is where he did Peace Corps. Oh, my God. And now and now his friend's about to get ambushed. forbidden. And Kirk can't even shoot anybody. He's just gonna huck a rock at this guy, I think. Yep, that's exactly. Oh my god, that is such a far throw. This is hysterical. See. Okay, he missed. Also, he got nowhere near. Actually, he wasn't trying to hit him. You're right. It just looked when he Uh, threw it. It looked like he threw it like in the absolute wrong direction. (laughs) You know. Like he is an actor for (laughs) a reason. And then the cutaway shot. It landed right by the guy. Athletics were not. I thought they were gonna have it hit the guy directly, and I was just gonna say how absurd it was. So I'm, gl- I'm glad they didn't. That would have been ludicrous. Bones is kind of caught in the crossfire here. It's really silly. Oh Spock shit! Are running. Spock got oh, fucking Spock shot, got you guys. Blasted with a rifle. Holy shit! Oh my shit. god, Spock! He's oh green god. bleeding all over the place. They shot I mean, he'll be Spock, fine, you but... guys. Yeah, that was a heck of a shot. Yeah, that was a good fall he did, was too. That him? He really took that I bet shot. That was, I bet that was a stunt double. Should we go back? Let's look. Let's go back for it. I want to watch Spock fall again. Oh my god, evil. 
Um, it's stupid that they're wearing their uniforms here. Like, it should just be protocol that when you're going down to a planet that you're familiar with, you should dress like Oh my god, I think that was... Yeah, you're right. Stunt double. Stunt no, double. it was a stunt double. Yeah, they, they cut right as he got shot. Yeah. Which is why it looks so good. <laughs> yeah, it, it did look really good. The stunt double did a great job, though. Yeah, that was yeah, intense. His that hair was also visceral. looks different. No, Captain. I can travel. Of course he can. I'm fine. Let's just keep going. He's like, I was just really, shot, dude. Got, they only, only shot, shot me once. Through your torso. It's not right? like they shot me 12 times. That might slow me down. Yeah, like, is Spock unkillable? Like, you should this Spock point. is legit unkillable. Spock is essentially Godzilla. Like... Wow, these guys have bad wigs, y'all. Space, the final frontier. A private little war. Just a private little war. Private little war. Private little war. This is my private war. Strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. It seems like a kind of uh, the name of the episode is kind of like demeaning of the conflict that's happening. Oh, I like the name. I think it's very interesting. It, it definitely catches my interest. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. I think the I think the little is what makes me laugh. Like a private war is one thing, but a private little war. Yeah, I feel like the little part is what interests me, to be honest. It's like just mm, a little war yeah, because like little and war like people. don't go together, you know? They like um, mm -mm, they juxtapose. They juxtapose, that's the word. All right, our boys are beaming back up. I'm high as hell. Lance Box been shot. Primitive firearm. Vitalizer B. Teleplay by Gene Roddenberry. I don't know how often he actually writes these. Mark Daniels. Written by Mark Daniels, or directed by Mark Daniels. We see his name a lot. His heart's where his liver should be, or he'd be dead now. We're giving Guys, we have a right here black doctor, bag. which is fucking cool. Yeah, I saw that. Oh no, we got Klingons coming in too. Oh man, we're, we're in a whole little catastrophe here. I don't know yet, Jim. He'll be fine. Oh look, Chekhov and the giant oh. rabbit. Boyfriends. Yeah, they're working together. He's really got his arm around him. His creepy claw-like arm. Yeah. Everything Chekhov does is just a little creepy. Yeah, he's just a little like he would have been well cast as like an Igor type character. I, know, I can try, Captain. Message to Starbase, sir. No point giving ourselves away, Lieutenant. Until we find out what's But I love him. Just to be totally clear. But like when you Absolutely. see him flirting with your with a girl, you're like, uh, does she want him to do that? Yeah, he's got a hunchback and he's got kind of wacky teeth, like. Got a cute face. He's got a but cute look, his face. hair is finally not completely stupid, actually. Thank God. I think they finally got his hair right this episode. Uh -huh. It's just so funny that they brought him in for sex appeal. I know. You know, this is a very straight group of men that cast him. It's clear. It really is. If someone just had to do something about his posture. Shot with a flintlock. How many centuries between those two developments? On Earth, about 12, sir. Uh, her would know that. 
Smarty pants. ...would be the first firearm the inhabitants would normally develop. Yes, I'm aware of that, Mr. Scott. And, sir, the fact that Earth took 12 centuries doesn't mean they had to. I like when the gang well, gets to talk about it instead of just always, like, Spock and McCoy. Why didn't they get them breech Yeah. This is kind of fun. Like, this, this just implied that everybody on the ship is educated, which is nice. They are, um, yeah. Well, yeah, which is the idea, but we just never get to see it firsthand exactly. like that. Like, usually it seems like Spock's the only person who's read a book. Yeah, exactly. He's read all the Earth books. Yeah, and it's like McCoy knows everything medical and nothing else about anything. <laughs> hey, he knows about Sari and Brandy. He certainly does. Brain. Oh, his brain is way low, guys. We've no replacements for the damaged organs, sir. We decided to do Spock's brain early this time around. <laughs> Stir light off. Yes, sir. Nurse Chapel being unprofessional as shit, as always. She's always like, I'm a feeble You'll woman. Die, don't forget that. I don't know which. Did he say he'll either live or die? Thanks a lot. I'm so yep. glad you're a doctor. Yeah. yeah, right. Kind of implied by this situation. Dr. Mabenga interned in a Vulcan ward. Oh, Mabenga. I'm pretty sure he's the one from uh, Strange New Worlds. Mm. Is he like a Vulcan expert? Down no, he's just a black doctor. This time. You just cool. indicated you could. <laughs> Which means they could only treat black people. <laughs> if their mission is a legitimate research interest... In Space segregation. Then you're the one man who can tell me. And if that's not it, then I need help. Advice I can trust as much as Spock. Shatner wears the brooding thing well. Worried about Spock as you are. He does. If the Klingons. Probably because he spent so much time whining he during so his career. <laughs> the interstellar war. Correct the bridge. Bridge. Scott here. McCoy and I are transporting back down. Inform ship stores that will need native costumes. Captain. We may have to break out of orbit any it's costume time, Scotty. I love when they do costumes. Understand. Me too. I'm like, you guys should just always have costumes. Kirk out. Right. Captain's log, stardate 4211.4. Keeping our presence here secret is an enormous tactical advantage. Therefore, I cannot risk contact with Starfleet Command. I must take action on my own judgment. Okay, so they're going down to kind of spy on the Klingons. With planet inhabitants here. Shatner's wearing that costume <laughs> real well. Think about it again, Jim. Right. Starfleet he likes a costume that shows off his uh, He's chest like, and arms. I couldn't possibly tie it all the way up. I'm just too barrel chested. <laughs> yeah, right. McCoy's looks how it would look on me. It's like <laughs> <laughs> or Spock. It looks like a. It looks like uh, that's exactly how I look when I wear a life jacket. If I was Kirk, I would be wearing it like that. To see that they have that chance. Like busting out. <laughs> and then they've got kind of like uh, like tan leather pants, sort of. A... And then you put on that little armband. Wow. This costume is doing it for me. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Kirk's being attacked by a yeti with a horn and and spikes. Wow, that came out of nowhere. Oh my god, this is incredible. Yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's biting his nipple. Costume looks pretty good. It's such a good costume. Practical effects. Oh, McCoy obliterated it. Oh fuck, Kirk is unwell, guys. Oh man. 
He is acting his ass off. Full poison. Oh, it's poisonous. Bangs. Oh no, man! On top of being that big, if that thing is poisonous. Enterprise, McCoy, emergency, come in. I think they'd be a little more careful. Enterprise, no wonder these guys had to invent guns so quickly. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I'll say. <laughs> that kind of creature is running around. Yeah, unlike those guys who were like 30 feet tall on the uh, Galileo Seven episode, who probably took like a millennium to invent spears. <laughs> Some of his men. You're. He's in full Shatner mode. <laughs> he is acting his ass off. Oh, He's shattering all over the here. place. Oh, McCoy can't use his medical treatment in front of these guys. Are you hell people? Do you know a hunter named Tyree? A Mogatu attacked him. Mogatu. He's a friend of Tyree's. Um, a fun fact about this, this guy episode, he's talking to seems really stupid. Yeah. A fun fact is that it was originally called a gamato, but Z4's Kelly couldn't say it right, so they just changed it to the way that he kept fucking it up. <laughs> Isn't that just the best? <laughs> it's the most so like they all pronoun mispronounce stuff constantly. That's what we've been making fun of for so long. It's so it's good it's good to get it in writing occasionally it's like okay so everyone agrees these guys just can't pronounce things specifically bones oh we get to hear a mccoy monologue they're compassionate and gentle i've learned the hunter tyree put the giant mugato fur over kirk it's not a mugato fur it absolutely is what else would have a fur that size on this planet i must keep him warm and alive until then I'm sure there's plenty of megafauna. You and your Garden of Eden. Guys, never call it a Garden of Eden. You are asking for a planet with a horrible monkey with a horn on his head. Uh-oh. Also, pretty sure the Garden of Eden had a uh, had a snake that was the devil in it. <laughs> never forget. Who apparently had legs. <laughs> so. mm -hmm. Don't worry, guys. There's a hot woman. Yeah. Wow, and yeah, she is. We must obtain the same fire she is. husband. You could be killing them. She instead. looks like uh, like an, a singer from an '80s band. Mm -hmm. With a lot of bronzer. Uh, yes, a lot of bronzer. She got kind of braid sort of things in the front here. Time the villagers will and and bangs. She's got big hair. She looks she looks very '80s. And glitter. They kill you. And glitter. People. And she can act. I don't know. The jury's very much out. I think. Can no. she? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. This land. How many are there? Men seek us because through us they become great. Wow. Real hackle shit. Because you cast a spell upon me. This is one of those Star Trek episodes where, like, you can tell a big part of it is based around kind of a sexual fantasy. Remember this leaf. Right. That's kind of what the whole show is, right? Yeah. Sometimes more clearly than other times. They're like, what if there was a hot witch woman who could make you a leader if you fucked her? It's like, yeah, I don't know. The night of madness. We're getting a whole dialogue scene between two characters that not only are not one of our main crew members, but they're also two people we don't really know. Oh, she's wow. making him horny with she's the got leaves. Her they're horny leaves. Plant. Yeah, no kidding. 
It's like, uh, you, could, you could have just looked like this, and that probably would have been enough. Yeah, dude, but... you don't have to do anything extra. My huge, angry man. Is she gonna turn him into a Mogato? Ha! That'd be awesome. I noticed he has the same hair color. Ha! What is it? There are strangers in our camp. This guy just walked up while they were making out. I mean, you can tell this woman is just always making them. out, and so if you want to talk to her, you have to be okay with interrupting a makeout session. Right. <laughs> Bring him when his head clears. Oh my god, she literally knows. Finally, a man that will make me as horny as I make men. <laughs> McCoy's like, um, Spock's out and Kirk's out, so I'm officially fucked. Right, he's looking at Kirk under this sheet. Kirk is clearly trying to subtly jerk off under the sheet. Shut but it's pretty, up. Uh... <laughs> Look at the way he's wriggling around over Stop. there. He's not fooling anybody. <laughs> McCoy's warming up a rock, <laughs> which is illegal, by the way. Damn, that one's you crazy. You can't heat hot. up rocks with your lasers. He's heating up another rock with his laser. Oh no, she's seeing his laser. <laughs> she is seeing the laser. Otherwise she's known as a laser. <laughs> is this your first Star Trek episode? And now she's leaving again. The laser that comes out of the phaser is still called a laser. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> also, her belly button's out, which is supposed to be illegal. Tyree! Yeah, what the heck? How'd they, how'd they let her get away with that? When you're this hot. Oh, sh I know. She went to the people who do the ratings and she like crushed up leaves in their faces. She has an Audi, so it's fair game. They're like, only innies are appropriate. They're like, innies are provocative. It's like the pussy of the silence. He was made my brother. It, it isn't any for the record, guys. Sister. I'm just joking. <laughs> I promise silence also. The wigs in this episode are ridiculous. The wigs are doing a lot of the heavy lifting, acting-wise. <laughs> I've been Her wig looks pretty good, actually. Except for, like, a lot of frizz from being outside in the California sun, uh -huh. obviously. But all the men's wigs look terrible. Yeah. You can just tell that sometimes oh, they just, like, Spock's cell rate is all the way down and his blood is off the charts. Oh my god, Christine, stop holding medical. his hand, you pervert. Leave him alone. Uh, She's such a creep. always trying to seduce Spock, even when he's... Even when he's literally yeah. on the brink of death. Don't let these low panel yeah. readings bother you. Mabuntu's like, hi, this is inappropriate. Can you get the fuck out? <laughs> Mabenga, Sammy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Not Mubuntu. You're as bad as McCoy. I feel like Mubuntu might be a thing, but maybe it's also just something I Ubuntu is a form of martial arts. Is it really? Yeah. I'm impressed that I pulled that out. They're like, haha, Christine's a loser and a virgin. A good nurse always treats her patients that way. It's. She's God, she's so pathetic. I like can't watch her. It makes me sexist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And, and they just tried to write her a joke. She whiffed. <laughs> yeah, she did. She will cure him. And now I'm being comedic. Me, Major <laughs> Barrett. Comedic, can you imagine? <laughs> Ew. Oh no, she's holding a big turd in front of Kirk's face. That's literally what it looks like. Quiet. It moves. 
For those who know. So Wrigley's heard with the tail. This is interesting. Okay, yeah, we're back with Kirk. We're holding. Okay, so Spock's sick up on the ship. Ah, we did the classic slashing the hand open Seriously. with the knife thing. So now Clearly, we blood the direction that this actress was given was like, be sexy. No, be sexier. Be sexier. <laughs> Look like you're constantly having an orgasm. Like, you know, like she is just like doing yeah. her best. It is a bit much. It's she's waving this turd around in front of Kirk's nose. Her hand's all bloody, and she's wiping her blood on him while she's orgasming. God. She's getting her blood in his sweat, and his sweat in her blood, so someone's gonna get sick is what I'm trying to get at. <laughs> this is... You know, like this music. is supposed to be erotic, I think. It's a little yucky. Yeah, and she is entirely too sweaty. You think she's sweaty? This is a mistake they I think make. it's just glitter. She is. No, it's it's a combination. Look, she's she's both sweaty and got a shitload of makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like never an attractive combination when you're like sweating off your makeup. I also feel like this actress is like three skin tones lighter than this character. Yeah, like just make the character the the shade that the actress is. Right. <laughs> Like, maybe a little bronzer, but like, She's got no. her wig all over her face. This is, this is getting ridiculous, her performance. Like, She's we get still... it, she's hot, men wanna fuck her, but like, this is, this is a lot. Yeah, and this is not like... Oh my god, her eyes are literally rolling back in her head. Did this actress it's also kind of like that... afterwards? <laughs> and beforehand, would you believe it? And during, and during... in fact. <laughs> It's it's like uh, in that episode with um uh in in the naked time where Spock can't control his inhibitions and he starts like where they just let him do that like whole monologue. Oh, you remember love that? Love that part. It's like it's like the same it's like the same principle where they're like let's just let her do her thing. It's just two minutes of her being like oh oh. And <laughs> all like, of wow, the men on set are like that was perfect. <laughs> And would you believe she got just as much fan mail that week as Spock did after the naked time? Oh my god. Sleep. And Kirk's resting his face in the poop. Oh, it looks so much like poop, poop like crazy amounts. Yeah, it's just a big fake duty. And now Bones is stroking Kirk's chest, the same as she was moments earlier. Getting his wife. It kind of feels like this episode does not have, like, a direction it's going in. Mm. Like, I feel like I have no sense of, like, okay, like, I guess there's Klingons floating around, so we gotta wake up and figure out what they're doing. Yeah, but... I don't know if I agree with that, but there are definitely questionable choices being made. He is mine now. Oh. It, I've, it feels like back before we got Gene Kuhn, like, in, in, or I don't know if we were ever before him, but it feels like the beginning of season one where they had every episode had, like, too many things going on. Mm. That's where there was just like everything but the kitchen sink being thrown in, sort of a deal. He can refuse her no wish, but it is only legend. Uh huh. Man, it's like, can they have one aspect of her character that's not like some kind of male fantasy? Now you have to do whatever she wants you to do. Uh oh, I hope it's not sex. Uh oh, you have to do it. I feel like she just laid in her bed upside down. 
Yeah, that's true. Wow, that looks so comfy. He's just like sleeping on Bones this pile of furs up. with like a fur as a blankie. It looks cozy as shit. It does, it looks nice. And Kirk is gone. This whole set is just very impressive. The like cave set. No, okay. no, I didn't think absolutely so, but then not. I was like, this is the set. Yeah. No, caves are one of the things they're pretty good at making. They just wad up all the styrofoam. Yeah, that does make it easier. Or uh, not styrofoam, but uh, yeah. I think so, yeah. What are you doing? Oh, man, this guy jolted awake. Yeah. Also, I don't know if we've mentioned yet, all the men on this planet have stickers on their heads. There was too many other James. things going on. James, it's good to see Right, they got big blonde wigs and stickers on their heads. That's it. I told him to take me to Tyree's camp. I knew you'd find a Kanuto to cure me. That Kanuto is the, the local witch people here. They've studied... They've studied being horny their whole lives. They've studied the... So I can't help but notice that Kanuto is a bit of a... Uh... I heard you. <laughs> it sounds like certain things. My wife, Nona. It's kind of an erotic name, I guess is all I'm trying to say. You can nut too with the help of a canut too. <laughs> is that what you're exactly. going Exactly. <laughs> no, but I like that better, actually. Good. It is past time to plan. Much has happened. Kirk is like, who's this bitch who thinks that we're friends now? Just because she saved my life. Come. <laughs> He's like, all right, go back to your witch village, witch lady. <laughs> we will speak of Meanwhile, on the Enterprise, <laughs> Spock's readings are all over the place, except for blood, which still has no indication. Yeah, he's got zero blood, idiot. He has no blood in his body. That's really what we gotta do, Mabenga, is give him some blood. <laughs> when the time comes, I'll be called. As soon as he shows any signs... Chapel, stop being a fucking stalker. I'm sure you have jobs that you could be doing aside from staring at Spock. If he speaks, I don't think so. Do whatever he says. She's like, God, I hope he says that I should have sex with him. That's clear enough, isn't it? Well, yeah, why did she just question that? Do your best to help him. But, sir! But what? It's like, I, I feel like that was pretty clear. She's just like, oh, yeah, I guess so. I have looked into the village. I have seen it being done. It's funny, we were we were saying they should give more more like parts to do to the supporting cast and now we've ended up with a chapel plot. Can you take Yeah I take back what I said. Oh I like that they struck her they stuck her with a with a man who is more qualified than her that we've never seen before. Just like a normal competent man and she's just like oh. Yeah. They're like, Well obviously Chapel can't be the one to carry this this plot. Like friend Tyree, a man of great importance. Anyways, what else does she know about us? Tyree has told me much of you. 
He tells me your hair is not as stupid as many of the people on this planet. That you have no stickers on your forehead. From one of the lights in the sky. Like, if you were going to disguise as these guys, there was, like, some clear components that they overlooked. Yeah, they miss the stupid wigs. I really want to know this show's wig budget. <laughs> I feel like it was... I think it was low. <laughs> they would just go to the Paramount Lots dumpster and see what wigs they could find. They would, they would dumpster Look, somebody tore a bunch of wigs today. <laughs> Just throw them in the washing I think these machine. Were <laughs> oh my god, totally. I am grateful. A splendid custom, if not carried to extremes. We once were as you are. Spears, arrows. There came a time when our weapons grew faster than our wisdom, and we almost destroyed ourselves. I just need to Hey, we're in that time right now. Now, according to Star Trek uh, timeline, I'm pretty sure World War III starts next year. Don't say shit like that. Knocking on wood. There's no wood. There's no wood here. Grow in his own way and in his own time. Some men never grow. Uh oh, she's experienced impotence in spite of her magic. Oh man, she's like that's why I've resorted to Mugatus. Not to interfere in the way of a man. I feel like I'm watching The Love Witch. You must let the villagers destroy us. Yeah, she definitely has a similar vibe. Yeah, she's got Love Witch vibes. No! I said I will not kill! We must fight or die. Is dying better? You would let him die when you have weapons to make him powerful and safe? Then he has the wrong friends. And I had the wrong husband. Wait, is she saying Kirk is her husband Mitch. or Tyree is her husband? Tyree is her husband. Okay. But she's That's Lady Macbething all over the place. She's Irish playing it up. <laughs> yeah. She's the wife from the famous Irish play. <laughs> Not to be confused with the witches from the same play. <laughs> Good play. <laughs> Not one of my favorites of Shakespeare. Find the no? have helped the uh, I think it is one of my favorites of his. Oh. Certainly something we can There's do. others I prefer. bothering me. There's something we may have to do. Tammy the Shrew. Oh yeah, love them. <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream. <laughs> no. Hamlet and Othello. And Much Ado About Nothing. You must wait. Fair, fair. Wait in, guys. What are your favorite Shakespeare's? Jim, this man believes in the same thing we believe in, that killing is stupid and useless. <laughs> yeah, we usually say it in a more articulate of a way than that. I like it. I, I, lo still, I love the clarity. You still get the sentiments of... Killing right? is stupid yeah. and useless. I do, too. I feel like we're filming on, like, an old Western set. Oh, we are. <laughs> Also, what's a girl got to do to get boots from this planet? The, the planets that they go to are just determined by whatever's been left laying around on the Paramount lot. Yeah, exactly. Huh, Kirk managed to suffocate that guy in like one second. Yeah, that's how suffocating works, idiot. You grab somebody for a second and then they pass out instantly. Oh, like, the uh, Klingons You gotta wait till that guy attempts up. to draw a breath first. 
Nintendo. Speaking of somebody whose skin is, oh, like five shades lighter than they're playing. The division of some skins. No, I think that's his natural tone. Oh my god, that's nobody's natural tone unless they're an Oompa Loompa. Give her to the man who killed This guy's kind of like an orange Waluigi. Ew. I'll make a Klingon of you yet. I like this guy he's talking to with the big mustache. Yeah, he's cute. And the big, bigger hair. See how it pulls the priming powder more securely? Fewer misfires. Well, that's an interesting thing to do. Klingon is just slightly improving the guy's weapon. That feels, um... Hmm. That's a very, like, just towing the line of the Prime Directive, which, of course, the Klingons don't follow the Prime Directive, but it's like... That that feels like, okay, like, that's feasible that these people could have figured that out. Like... Yeah, but I don't think that's why they're doing that. I think that they ne they don't want to give them technology that's anywhere close to their own technology. Of course, yeah, they want to keep them where they're at, but they also want to... They want to get them a little better, a little but not, like, make them an actual threat, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's smart. It's a. It's strategic. I like that. Oh, you like colonialism? almost carbon free. Don't digest. Are they colonizing them? I don't know what what's going on really in this episode. <laughs> Cold roll gun barrel rod fashion to look homemade. Well, the Klingons are helping one group, and the Federation is helping another group. Right. But really, they don't. Almost like they're having some sort of private little war. <laughs> but what does either side want? That's what I'm unclear about. Um, it's supposed to be like a like Cold War Vietnam type situation. Where it's like using a group of people to fight your battle for you. Beyond your dreams. I don't see how that would work in this case, though. A governor in the Klingon Empire. Because what, what does it matter to either side? What does it matter to the Federation if one of these groups of people gets wiped out? And what does it matter to the Klingons on the inverse of that? I think it's about, like, taking over the planet. I see. Interesting. Oh, because one is allies with each of them, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But is this planet a valuable resource to either party? Um, I mean, I'm guessing it probably can become one. But, like, I think it's just about having, like, a planet that's, like, part of your, like, ideology and part of your group. Because they can't even, uh, they're pre-warped, so they can't even, like, join the Federation or anything. I mean, maybe it's been a little better explained and I've probably missed it. Hmm. Hit me. The pain will help me to consciousness. Hit me. Hit you? No, I can't. Blast you. Strike me. If I don't regain consciousness soon, it may be too late. Hit me. Oh, my God. Pathetic. Shoot, what a wimpy little hit. Kirk hits him way harder than that as warm-up. Right. I'm going to have really non-symmetric Nimoy's nose is. And <laughs> someone just immediately comes in and yells at her. Yeah, good. <laughs> just like she didn't want to do it. Yeah, thank you. Somebody knows the how Bengals to do this shit out of Spock. Slapping the living shit out of Spock. That will be quite enough. 
Thank you, doctor. It's a really effective medical treatment. I don't know if you know this. That's why I go to the hospital every day and just smack all the coma patients. As you saw, they must wait until the last possible moment. Now we know what Spock's into. <laughs> Here, let me help you, Mr. Spock. Thank you. He's like, you've done enough. <laughs> she's, doing the, she's doing that. Right. She's doing the airplane bit. Yes, oh my God, seriously. <laughs> or they're all like in line. <laughs> Smack a lady. This is the hammer. The hammer striking the pan causes a spark, ignites the powder, and fires the flintlock. Now, aim it as I showed you. But yeah, I think the Klingons just want more people in their empire who are like under their thumb, you know? It's just like colonialism for colonialism's sake. Yeah, that makes sense. I guess that's kind of their thing. Although they, it's interesting that they're doing it like this. They tend to be kind of an invade by force type. I guess maybe not at this point though. Maybe that hasn't been as well established. Yeah, I think it depends. I think it just depends on what feels the most strategic given a situation. Yeah. This is kind of similar to the first Planet episode. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It has kind of a weird name. Red, Red Hour, that one. No, the one before that. Yes, maybe you I'm trying to remember. Tari's wife, she said there was something in that root. She said, now that you can refuse her nothing. Superstition. Is it a coincidence? This is exactly what she wants? Is it? She wants superior weapons. That's the one thing neither side can have. Bones. Bones, the normal development of this planet was the status quo between the hill people and the villagers. Klingons changed that with the flintlocks. The Klingons just start giving the other side iPhones. <laughs> we must equalize. <laughs> no, they give iPhones to the side that they want to lose the war. <laughs> they give them all TikTok. It could go on for year after year, massacre after massacre. All right, Doctor. Yeah, Bones is right. Yeah, I like Kirk this Kirk is under this lady's spell. Uh-huh. He absolutely is. All right, say I'm wrong. Say I'm drugged. Say the woman drugged me. What is your sober, sensible solution to all this? I don't have a solution. But furnishing them firearms is certainly not the answer. Do you remember the 20th century? Oh, they're even referencing, like, Vietnam and Korea. Giant powers involved, mm -hmm. much like the Klingons and ourselves. Neither side felt that they could pull out. Yes, I remember. Went on bloody year after bloody year. This is way more on the nose than they usually are. That one side arm its friends with an overpowering weapon. Mankind would never have lived to travel space if they had. No. Kirk's kind of on the wrong side of history, though. You think with the uh, distance from the event, he might have uh, arrived at a more educated. Next thing he's going to be like, the only thing that America could do was nuke Japan. They had to in order to stop the war. Arm our side with exactly that much more. A balance of power. It's definitely complicated. We should this episode balance of power. It is. Both sides. What about your friend Tyree? Because if they leave, oh, I think they just leaves them to be conquered by the other side, which is conquered I by the Klingons. I think they should just go... Well, and if we're... Try and make them understand. I don't know, but maybe, like, either we gotta go engage the Klingons directly, I think, or, like, I don't think we should be having this surrogate war like yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. Like, it just seems kind of wrong. Yeah. Here's another morsel of agony for you. But the Klingons just have, like, a war-like existence, you know? 
Yeah, well, I can't think of a solution that wouldn't just result in the Klingons just coming back later anyway, since these people are so much weaker and so kind of easy to dominate, unless you, like, took them over as a Federation, which is not good either. Yeah, like, well, and the Federation doesn't necessarily, like, want to go to war with the Klingons, but, like, they also can't let them know exactly. do what they're doing. Yeah. She'll convince them. Yeah. It's tricky with these small planets like this that are pre-warp because they're like it, it's it's strange to try to get in the middle of like one planet taking over another you know uh -huh. like but also like at some it's... level in the whole galaxy that's going to be a little bit of like the natural order of things is that the more powerful planets are going to take over the weaker ones but also that is such an injustice and like i think they should it do something is, yeah. to stop it no, tr totally, but it's just, it's a hard thing to try to get in the middle of. Pardon me. You are here because I wished you here. Oh, I thought it was my idea. <laughs> yes, they always believe they come of free will. Even thought the same God, she's such a bitch. No, no. <laughs> she's like, you don't have any of your own thoughts, stupid. <laughs> you just do whatever I say, because you're a dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> then you just slap her across the face and say, did you want me to do that? But then she's like, yeah. And then you're like, well, shit. <laughs> she's putting another spell on him. Uh-huh. It's kind of unfair. Accompanied by the... Uh, it's kind of unfair to give him, like, an out. Like, uh, he's not under his own control. You know? So that they are, like, saving him from being, like, responsible for what he's doing. The writers, for I mean. perpetuating the war, sure. Yeah, we'd like to think that Kirk would know better than this, though. And, uh... Yeah, that's a good point. Yes, you want. Wow, her looks even worse when it's wet. He's grabbing her arms. Oh, you know Tyree's what that means. Shoot them. You're beautiful. She's so hot. And she has soft lighting. <laughs> soft lighting. They're making out. They're making out. Tyree is thinking about them. shooting them. Because he would he shoot can't, both of them? Probably because he's under a spell. I think it's just because he's cursed. <laughs> and he's a sweet boy. He doesn't want to kill nobody. He threw down his gun. If and Kirk can't think better of this than Tyree will. Yeah, his purses. <laughs> his purses. Uh-oh, it's My a Mugatu. My god, it's a Mugatu. Ah, it's so scary. Kirk is too, like, love drug. He can't do anything about it. Oh my god, that thing is fucking terrifying. He's just like hanging on to her. Damn, that's what you get for cursing her. Yeah, he can't do nothing. Oh, he's the Magasha costume watching, is so good. Like he's drunk. But this is a different Magasha, Sammy. It must be a different costume. <laughs> There's only one Magasha. <laughs> It's like big fun. It's too bad we don't see Mugato show up more in, in the other series. Agreed. Oh no, Kurt's oh phasered God. the Mugato out of existence. Holy shit. That is against the Prime Directive. That is an endangered species. Oh, and that really got her going. 
Oh, she just she's knocking Kirk out with a rock. Where is it? Or at least Damn. a supply sheet. There! I left it. There. It's a fine thing to leave lying around. Show us where it is. Tyree's showing Bones where the gun is. Ooh. Oh no, this no chick is out of control. She's got the phaser now. What she doesn't realize is that both this rifle and that phaser can kill you with equal precision. Ta. Jim. Jim. Damn. Look at this guy with the patchwork pants on the left. I like that. Yeah, they're cute. Is that Tyree? No. Wait, maybe. They all have the same hair. She's running away, kind of holding her outfit together. Yeah, it's not made of very good material. Alright, we got the bad guys coming over. The witch chick is hiding behind a rock. Wow, she'll just betray anybody. Byrie's woman. She's a canoe, too. We won't trust this. Bitches ain't shit. Take me to him. <laughs> he will have the strength to use this new weapon. Offering them the phaser. Touch me again, and this small box. God, she can't say anything normal. Everything has to be sexual. Touch me again. No, to be clear, I don't want you to touch me again. God, she's so stupid. Oh my god. Yeah, she, what, what was she thinking? This is a terrible plan. Yeah, this is the worst plan ever. <laughs> Meanwhile, the guys are just eating. Wow, I bet she regrets that. My phaser. Yeah, not a good move. She had. She also should have. She should have started by immediately obliterating one of them with this thing. Yeah, or at least like keeping with. a good distance. Yeah, exactly. Blast one of them from a distance and be like, all right, like. Now they're all smooching her. Ew. Gross. Oh, God. Yucky. Yeah, that's a bit much. Yes, yeah, a lot. At least she seems to enjoy it. Although that's kind of worse in terms of the writing. Yeah, it definitely is. Oh, my God. This is this is hard to watch. Help me! Sexism alert. It's a trap. The woman tricked us. <laughs> Just keep Did the siren stabbed? going for a little okay, bit. Okay, I'm honestly not that mad about it. Somebody needs to take that bitch out. <laughs> After an episode like this, I feel like the show should have to spend like the next episode with zero woman characters until they could like try it again. <laughs> yep. It's they like your girl it. privileges are revoked. Bones checking her pulse. He's Ooh, like, I can't even yeah, feel her skin the through the two-inch thick layer of bronzer on her body. <laughs> Weird camera oh, man. work. Quite Interesting a brutal choices. fight happening. Tyrese trying to crush Kirk's head with a rock. No, Kirk is just stopping friends. him from crushing somebody else's rock. I mean, head with a rock, I think. Oh. He takes a rock and throw it away. It looks like a real rock. What if when he threw it, it just hit somebody because he wasn't looking? The wind just blows and takes the rock and just 
blows like a mile since it's obviously styrofoam. <laughs> <laughs> That's for the best. She's dead who? She's dead who, Bones? Tyree. <laughs> She's dead, Tyree. She's dead, Tyree. <laughs> Doesn't have the same ring to it. <laughs> Hard to say she didn't have it coming. Ah, <sighs> yeah. I want more of these, Kirk. Many more. You ten. Two of those who killed my wife have escaped. They've turned this peaceful people into into a, a warfaring people. Uh -huh. Between the Klingons and the angry witch, they've uh, made some bad moves. That's true. But Bones found the phaser. That's good, so at least they didn't get that. Here. Some of these original series phasers look like garage door openers. They really do. In the palm of her or like car keys well, like the car fobs kirk here spock captain i trust the all has gone well spock you're alive <laughs> <laughs> sassiest man alive well, i was worried you can't kill a computer <laughs> scotty's laughing in the background there <laughs> i didn't get that exactly captain a hundred what a hundred Serpents, Serpents for the Garden of Eden. Serpents for the Garden of Eden. Too many Eden references in this show. We're very tired, Mr. Spark. I think that was actually kind of valid. Because they're like the fall thing, you know. Sure, yeah, they caused the fall of man. Yeah. Damn, Damn we got a sad ending. ending. No, that no hurts. jokes. Uh, lighten the tension. No, dun 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 dun. No piccolo guy for Sam B to shoot. No piccolo guy. Piccolo guy lives to see another. He episode. was dead. Yeah, no, it was because Sam killed him last episode. <laughs> they had to write a sad episode since they didn't have a piccolo to fall back on. <laughs> Damn, that one was kind of heavy. It was kind of heavy. Agreed. It was a good, um, good moral conundrum that they were dealing with there. Yeah, I liked. I like when there's no right answer. I don't think they should do that too often, but when they do it like a, like occasionally, I think it's really powerful. Yeah, well, and it shows you're addressing the right type of problem, uh -huh. you know, and it's um when there's not an obvious solution to it. Yeah. This was definitely one where it's like, even now, I'm kind of like, well, God, what should they have done in that situation? Yeah. Like, I don't think what they did was the right thing, but I also don't have a, a better alternative solution. So it's like, yeah, they got to they gotta rein in these Klingons. Yeah, but they don't know how. But, uh, nope, they can't. Yeah, not yet anyway. They'll eventually become allies with them. Hmm, yeah. But then there's always, like, somebody. There's always years. some, like, colonial force. Yeah, if it's not the Klingons, it's the Romulans or the Cardassians uh -huh. or the the Breen. 
Yeah, there's always somebody who just wants to take over and not give a shit about anybody. That's Star Trek. That's Star Trek. And that's life. Well, no, yeah, really, that's, why, that's why it's important. Because uh... there's always... I don't know. Because, like, being peaceful and being a pacifist is great until the person that you're encountering doesn't have those same principles. It's like, what then? You know? Yeah, well, now we're at, a, you know, but now we're at an interesting time in world history where it's like the the colors the the corners of the map have been filled in as they say like we now we know who's you know the 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 players are here you know the game is underway there's not any new uh forces entering the the field sort of a thing no complicated problem Mm -hmm. and uh, again good that they ended on that gray note that was the right way to do it because it was like how do you how do you address that after all that yeah, honestly, it might have been a pretty decent episode if it weren't for some of the silly stuff in between. Yeah, and I just really want to put, like, female characters on the top shelf where no none of the writers can reach them. Like, that was, like, a really rough one for women. Yeah, that was a rough outing for women. Yeah. Should we take it to warp? Yeah, let's do it. Warp drive, Mr. Scott. This is the Warp Speed rating segment. We're going to rate this episode on a scale from impulse speed to full warp, roughly a scale of 1 to 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a mixed bag, because there were yeah. some moments that really did have that gravity to them. Uh-huh. And there was, I liked that we were on, like, real locations and sets and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Magato looked great. It did. Um, and you know what was kind of cool was that the Magato was, like, Kind of a side thing, you know? Yeah. Like, like it definitely, like, perpetuated the plot, but, it like, wasn't the plot, you know? It's like... You, you, it's also they're, just... They're, I'm uh, sorry. It's so funny to be like, this place is the Garden of Eden. Meanwhile, there's, like, this venomous <laughs> monkey monster just, like, ripping through, and it's just, like... Like, seven-foot-tall Yeti with a fuck? rhino horn. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Just the most horrific nightmare creature. And they must have known that. Especially Kirk apparently had been on the planet before. I know, before, the footsteps. So like... He's like, oh, Magato footsteps or whatever. They're like, ah, oh, this place sure is paradise. Classic Eden. Thank yep. God there's no, like, horrible Well, those are the verses they, uh... Those are the verses they struck out of the Bible, all the Magato stuff. <laughs> they were actually no, also... Really, they were like, also in the... They'll just shoehorn anything to make it... a biblical reference you know they really will they're biblical like, or greek if, mythology what or... if we don't reference the bible in a star trek episode it's like i don't know would probably can we do fine. greek mythology or shakespeare yeah just a bunch of bunch of nerds bunch of nerds indeed yeah <laughs> yeah she was she was a lot um yeah she was too much and it is a shame because she could have actually been a fairly compelling character. But, like, was just, um, like, not at all. Just, like, horny and sexy. No, the way they the did her. Because, like, where just she's positioned fantasy. in the story and what she's attempting to do. Uh huh. Like, could be so that's interesting. interesting. And like, I honestly just yeah. wish that they would have had her be, like, a male character instead so that they can just take all the weird sexual stuff out of it and have it just be, like, a magic person who's like betraying people mm-hmm. or something because that's actually interesting but they just like right. went off the deep end i even think this is a little silly but i actually even think you could keep her 
even being like a sexual character uh-huh. like that. But just not do it in such a oh, like 100%. dumb over the top way. Absolutely. And it might have and that that might have been enough, honestly, to like It was just to, so hard to watch. Like, and then obviously when they're was, attacking her, it much. had to have like rapey overtones, you know? It can't just be. Yeah, that was a lot her. too. It's all it's, it's all... like we're just constantly breaching into problematic territory uh, yeah. when there's no reason for it. And as she's healing and him, like she this... looks orgasmic. It's just like so mm-hmm. stupid. And it went on forever. It that went healing forever. scene went on for so yeah. long. Oh my god. She was healing him for like two minutes. Um so yeah, obviously all that is a big knock on the episode. Uh, which is too bad because she's gorgeous, obviously. But um, but no, not um, not a win for women. And then I was gonna say it went uh, on forever, and, and I and, think it felt twice as long as it actually was. Yeah. Well, and then meanwhile, on the uh, you know, uh, on the ship, we got Nurse Chapel also not doing anything oh my for women. God, seriously, um, just being like a simpy loser. Like they are literally like the virgin whore dichotomy, but like the, just like the worst example of that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and neither one is particularly compelling. Thank God, Ahura which... had a couple smart lines. She really saved feminism mm-hmm. this episode, like every other episode. I did like Mbenga. Yeah, that was also great. I loved having like a competent black doctor who was like funny and cool. Yeah, I yeah, I wonder if we'll see any more of him or if that's it. Yeah, it was also weird that all like that. Oh, never mind. I was going to say there were no women at the camp, but we did see a couple women in the background of some scenes. Yeah, well, particularly all the men went off to practice with the guns and the women were all in the background watching, which is like, which is also like, okay, like, especially considering the nature of this society and where they're at, like, are we really already needing to create this separation of like, well, the women can't handle the guns. It's like, why not? They haven't really like established that many rules yet probably you probably could just be like okay everyone can use a a weapon like yeah so uh problematic yeah deeply the federation even uh even unknowingly uh asserting their uh their strange ideas and morals into these people yeah definitely yeah so boy yeah it's all over the place this episode um i know i don't really know what to give it i and I didn't love most of it. Watching it is the other thing. Yeah. Like while there was like definitely interesting stuff happening and decent drama, uh-huh. I wasn't like that in it, you know. I was and partially because, really as I mentioned, I was confused for a lot of it. Was terrifying. That's exactly what I was gonna say. The the Mugato stuff is my favorite part. Yeah. Like anytime there's a giant monster attacking, I'm I'm a man of simple pleasures. But how um, is the Mugato not a bigger part? He was just there, just showed up occasionally and just mauled somebody and ran away. Like, what? I guess he played. They made good it use was important him, that, you know? like, Kirk shot Both moments him. he showed up were very important. Yes. Yeah. But it was just like. So, that's what I started to say earlier. I kind of appreciate that they had that monster uh-huh. and that they didn't make the whole episode about it. That they were kind of like, all right, this monster just kind of moves the plot forward, but the monster isn't the plot. It was good that yeah. the Mabot- Magatu wasn't the. <laughs> Mublatu, because you weren't there that day, or would have been called that. Wasn't that important? (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. I don't know. What do I want to give it? I'm somewhere in kind of like the warp four, five area. Just like the episode. I know it does. It's it's such a mixed bag that it's like, yeah, and 
Because I, I like the I like the uh, the theme and the commentary so much that that goes a long way. But that if that's all you ending, like, you know? and that's how I feel, then like that doesn't actually count for that much. And I like the Mugatu, and I like the sets. Mm-hmm. I thought it had decent pacing, not as good as some episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, I like that we have this Klingon conflict. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the overall ideas happening. It's it was it's great almost the in opposite the of last week's episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the opposite of last episode where it's like, I like a lot of it in concept and a lot of it less in execution. But yeah, I can't see myself jumping to want to rewatch it either. No. Um, I think I'm going to give it a warp four. Okay. Is where I'm going to land on that. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's a little less than than average. And it's, uh, and it's a shame because it feels like it has, like it could have grasped something better, you know? It could have been with, you know... With with uh, a little more a little more Gene Coon, a little more DC Fontana, uh-huh. a little less Shatner, it yeah. might have been uh, you know uh, it might it might have been like a warp seven warp eight episode mm. like like they had the, the really pieces there for it, but I don't think it I don't think it lived up to any of uh, the any of that I yeah so warp four I'm I'm feeling good about that rating I think okay. Yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. Um, great concept. And for me, that makes it a warp two. Oh, sorry, did I beat you to it? Oh. Um. <laughs> no, you're gonna give it a full impulse. What are you gonna give it? <laughs> no, sorry, you can tell you. Just say, give your spiel. I'm give gonna spiel. give it a full impulse, and I'm not gonna say anything about it. <laughs> full impulse. Full impulse. I think that's fair. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. It was a sexist mess. It was a sexist mess, and that sexism really drags these episodes down. It does. Oof. And unfortunately, they've they've trained me to it at this point, where I'm like, I like, You're like I can excuse. We're so sexism. used to seeing it. I can excuse sexism. Yeah. No, I'm just so used to seeing in the show that it's like now it's like expected. So it's like. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it does make me like it less, but it doesn't like doesn't tank an episode impact. for me. Yeah, that's really no. Bad. Now I'm just like, well, that's just kind of the nature of it. Like, <laughs> I feel which like is a shame. I don't think they're normalizing it. They're normalizing <laughs> it. I think sometimes they're very sexist. Sometimes they're just like it's the sexism of the time creeping in. But sometimes I think they're genuinely progressive. So I hold on for those episodes. Yeah, I agree with you there. This is one of the most sexist ones it was I feel really like. Rough, rough portrayal, rough week for women. I'll just say that. Yeah, it was not. Uh, you know, it wasn't Mud's women, which I think was. I think is probably the worst episode in terms of portraying women. Fair. There might be a couple other good ones if I really start thinking about mm-hmm. it, but. But uh, yeah, this one's this one's probably in like bottom bottom five or so. That's rough. Uh, Gamesters of Skellion was not a great outing Ooh, for women either. That was bad too. Mm-hmm. No, maybe uh, maybe one of these times we'll have to do like a a like worst worst uh most sexist episodes list. Oh, that's or something. a good idea. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. Write in, guys. Let us know what you think of this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, hear your thoughts. How does sexism impact your Star Trek viewing experience? Genuinely. Yeah, yeah, especially with TOS, because it's like... Exactly. In TNG, I'm a lot less forgiving of that. Of course, like, as you should like, be. It's like, okay, yeah, this was not cool anymore. Yeah. And Roddenberry, of course, is a man from this time period, so especially in season one, his stupid shit is, like, all over the oh place. Oh, my God, and I'm sure I've said this before, but, um, but I've, like, read, like, some of the, like, 
the show Bible or whatever for uh, TNG. Mm-hmm. And for each of the women, it's like, she's so yeah. sexy. She walks like a stripper. And it's like, really? Do we have to say that about Dr. Crusher? Like, come on. You know, where it's like, can't the women just be smart and powerful? Do they all have to be like sexy? Oh, God, it's awful. And I will say these new shows, both Discovery and um, Strange New Worlds, as everyone has pointed out, but as I've now have been watching them, mm-hmm. people are totally right. They are great in terms of representation, Dope. both in terms of, of feminism and in terms of uh, LGBTQ mm-hmm. uh, plus stuff. <laughs> uh, like all, like a lot of really good representation on these shows, and um, and it's. What to say about it? And firstly, at like at some level, it doesn't feel any different, you know? Like, it's not like, whoa, there's women here. Whoa, there's gay people. You know, what? I guess what I'm trying to say is it's still just Star Trek. It's still just storytelling, yeah, you know? It's still just a movie, yeah. you know? So it's like, I, I think there's just some people that are like, well, it wouldn't be the same without It's like, it's, it would literally be exactly men. the same, just slightly better. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to say. And, it, and so it does just feel more like, like, wow, this does feel more forward-thinking and more futuristic, which is the whole, fucking is the point. whole idea yeah. of the show. So it's like, yeah, so anyway, I like it. Oh my god, <laughs> you like women? I like women. And I like people of color. And I even like the gays. And I like big butts, and I cannot lie. But I hate lesbians. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I like you lesbians. All right, let's let's move on to this. Mary kill Pompa. Oh my God! I almost forgot that we hadn't yet done Mary kill Pompa. Okay, so this is Mary kill Pompa, the part of the show where I give Alex three characters from the episode that we just watched, and he chooses one to marry, one to kill, and one to commit to Pompa with. All right, Alex, time to meet today's contestants. Behind door number one, we have oh boy. the hurtful for woman, women, but really, really undeniably hot, Nona. Mm-hmm. Behind right. door number oh, you, two. You learned her name. <laughs> yeah, they said it like once, I think. Um, <laughs> that's what the subtitles are for. Uh, behind door number two, we have... The leader with the horrible wig, Tyree. Tyree. And behind door number three, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, the Magato. Magato, yep. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, Nona's a clear pond far. Um, That's all you can do. Don't marry that. Bitch. Obviously, want to tap that, yeah. but I'm not marrying her. Uh-huh. Actually, this is this is pretty easy across the board uh-huh. because obviously I have to marry the Mukasa. <laughs> no, are you serious? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just no, <laughs> you're like my wonderful wife. <laughs> it was just, just such an obvious answer. I had to, I had to no, clearly I have to, to kill swerve. the Mugato and marry Tyree, who's obviously like a good man. Good choice, good uh, choice. He was a good man. So uh, yeah, it's an easy lineup, but that's a funny lineup. <laughs> yep, you made the right choice. Don't marry that crazy no, unfortunately, bitch. Unfortunately, I jumping rope with the hot crazy lion. Mm-hmm, yep, but I I just can't see myself with a giant venomous yeti. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> the options were slim. <laughs> All right, where does that leave us? You got any closing thoughts, Sammy? Um, my closing thoughts are we got to wrap it up because my tailbone hurts from sitting. <laughs> <laughs> 
dead ass. <laughs> maybe um maybe Nona can can oh, moan sens- sensually and rub plants on it for a few minutes and then rub her blood in it, and then that'll make you feel better. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> I'll be okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Yuck. Christ. Um, yeah, still holding up for the uh, Star Trek Mugato spinoff. Um, it's actually in the Mud spinoff. He teams up with the Mugato. He's like the Mugato's. second, second It's like build. his Chewbacca. <laughs> exactly. It's like Mud in a Mugato. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. All right, well, we'll leave you with that then, guys. But until next time, live long. And prosper. Thanks for listening to Star Trek The Original Siblings. Follow the show on social media on Instagram and Twitter at STOSibsPod. Or send us a subspace message at STOSibsPod at gmail.com. If you enjoy the show, be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, rate us five stars or maybe write us a nice review. Tune in next time, and until then, live long and prosper.